Hey everyone, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love and you are listening to the Labors of Love podcast. Wanted to take the first episode to introduce myself, tell you a little bit about my work and what I want to do with the podcast, maybe a little bit about where I've been and where I hope to go, ultimately giving you the invitation to join me on a weekly basis to talk about the things that other people are not talking about. So let's jump in. Uh, My name is LaShonda. I am the owner, CEO of Labors of Love Counseling and Consulting. I have two offices, one in Cincinnati, Ohio, and one in Mason, Ohio. And I am a therapist that focuses and specializes in trauma. Uh, I realize that word means different things to different people, but how I work is I help people look at the experiences they've had, the things they've been through, and really explore how those experiences have helped that person form worldviews, belief systems, and behavior patterns that sometimes get in the way of us having healthy relationships, having healthy self-esteem, and being able to just kind of have fulfilled lives. So my my sweet spot, what I love is working with multi-generational families. I'm talking about, you know, adult children and their parents, cousins, aunties, uncles, grandmas, families that get together over the holidays, spend a lot of time together, but they drink a lot of alcohol to get through it, or they avoid certain family members. We just act like stuff didn't happen. I love working with those families to actually address the things that have gone on so that people can find the healing they need individually and as a family. So I also work with couples and uh, individuals as well, but kind of families is my my really sweet spot. I've also found that uh, a more specialized niche that I've been working with lately are uh, families, white families that have adopted or fostered black and brown babies. Uh, helping the family dynamic not only understand some of the trauma that comes along with, you know, the foster care system and uh, just being adopted, but also the racial trauma of living in this country and being raised kind of in a culture that is outside of your own. So clinically, that's what I do. Uh, when I'm not doing that, I am training. I go across the state of Ohio and my footprint is extending across the nation where I'm going to help, you know, faith-based organizations, government entities, community organizations, law enforcement, help them understand what trauma is, how it impacts the brain and the body, and how we can become trauma responsive so that we can stop unintentionally re-traumatizing people. But also, probably the most important thing is understanding that we have wounds too. And sometimes our wounds get in the way of us providing services for, uh, for people. So that's, that's my work. You know, personally, I, I do. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I am married to an awesome, fantastic man who is also my podcast producer. So he's here in the studio with me um, and is helping me build this very important work that I do. We have three children, a 10-year-old son and twin daughters who are on the latter end of toddlerhood. So um, I stay busy. But what's always important to me is uh, people being seen, 
feeling heard and being understood. And so I think everything I do, whether it's training, whether it's, you know, counseling, whether it's with my family, I really do try to always be the safe person who is making sure that people can be who they are authentically. And I think that'll lead me into kind of how did I get here? I want to, you know, talk about the fact that as as evolved as I sound, and I am, um, I've done a lot of healing over the last definitely like eight, nine years. Um, It didn't start that way. You know, I was working for a community health organization and I was moved into a trainer position and I got sent to a training in Columbus which is about an hour and a half away from Cincinnati but I felt like you know I felt like a big girl I was on my first work trip and this training was uh, trauma training and this was quite some years ago long time ago so trauma trauma informed care those things were still newer buzzwords you know that it wasn't as prevalent. People weren't kind of talking about it. There definitely weren't any podcasts and TED Talks and YouTube videos about it at that time. And so I went to this training and I'm by myself. I'm sitting in this auditorium listening to this person talk. And it was there that I realized that I had actually experienced trauma. And it took me back, man. I'm I'm sitting here, I felt like a spotlight was shining on me, that everyone in the room was looking at me. And while I know that's not true, that's how it felt. And I had to sit and wrestle. I mean, I don't even remember anything that was said after that moment that I realized, wait a minute, you're the, I think the training was called Children of Trauma. And that's when I realized, wait a minute, I'm a child of trauma. Now, fortunately, I was at the time seeing a therapist And I typed out this long uh, (laughs) email of just like, what in the world is going on? And so that really is the beginning of the journey professionally that landed me here. But when we talk about, you know, how I got here, I my whole life, you know, I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. um, And, you know, I had parents who definitely emphasized education and sacrificed what they could so that I could go to the best school that they could afford and learned a lot um, throughout the process of just academically. But it wouldn't be until later that I could look back on a lot of the experiences I had throughout my childhood, throughout my adolescence that really primed me for this work because of the trauma I experienced. I experienced childhood sexual abuse at the hand of similar age peers beginning before I even started kindergarten. I would go on um, at the age of 14 to be raped and that rape would be orchestrated by an adult cousin who I was under her care. You know, I would then go on to be in a 12 year relationship that was unhealthy to say the least. And so I've had a lot of uh, relational trauma throughout my life. And and to be honest, I was functioning. You know, I I was I I worked, I mean I excelled academically. Um, I went to the University of Michigan, go blue. Um, you know, I graduated, um, I moved to Cincinnati. I've always worked, I mean, high functioning 
person who never thought about the things that I had experienced in my past until really until my first marriage started to fall apart um, that I actually started to remember some of the things of my past and started to wonder why these things were coming up now. Honestly, I was wondering if I had made some of them up. And so that experience in and of itself has helped me to really have a perspective when I'm helping people work through their trauma, especially developmental and relational trauma. Developmental trauma being those those wounds, those incidents, those microaggressions that we experience as children that really form the foundation of who we start to believe we are. We don't understand and call that trauma so often because it was just life. So we find ourselves saying, you know, that's just what we did in our family. That's just how we are. That's just what we do. So we start to think that, you know, where we find ourselves is just who we are. When in actuality, what it is, is it's how we've adapted to the circumstances that we've been in. So my life experiences have truly, I think, prepared me, not just the trauma, but then the healing, the active experience of determining that you will be a better person, not just for me, but also for my children um, and my children's children. So in addition to, um, you know, the things I do, I have a t-shirt line and one of my t-shirts says generational trauma stops here. Um, It's one of my favorite t-shirts because when I wear it, I, I'm not only making that declaration for myself and my family, but I'm making that declaration for everyone who walks by, who notices the shirt, who inquires. We do not have to pass down the things that have been passed down to us to future generations. Um, and so that's very important to me. So this podcast is really um, an extension of that effort. How can I talk about bring to the forefront of people's conversations the things that we don't talk about. But even if we do talk about them, we are dismissive or judgmental or all of these things. And so with all that coming, we, we kind of stop having productive conversations about the realities of trauma and how we can effectively break cycles. So here we are. Um, You know, I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, I'm a very honest, transparent, real person. And I hope that that, you know, shows through throughout my time on the podcast and in full transparency. I don't even listen to podcasts. (laughs) You know, people are always like, did you hear that podcast? I I don't. I have nothing against it. I spend far less time in my car now than I used to. I think if I had a longer commute, you know, that would be it. Um, But people kept saying, you know, you need to do a podcast. For over a year and a half now, about approximately, I've been putting out these things called Therapy Thursday videos. Um, I have a YouTube channel. Labors of Love has a YouTube channel. They're on my website. Um, And every week I do a mm, four to six minute video about, you know, some topic related to, you know, relationships, trauma, mental health and things like that. Um, And I have been doing that pretty consistently. I mean, I can count on one hand how many weeks I've missed. 
Um, but people were helping me understand that while the content is good, your audience is just not on YouTube. So when I think about it, the people I do think are on YouTube. Like if you need to know how to like change the carburetor in your car, people go to YouTube. My son lives on YouTube. Um, and you know, makeup tutorials, people go to YouTube. None, none of those audiences though are probably, you know, specifically looking for this. So I'm here because I think this is where the audience is. And I want to meet people where they are. So don't fret. And, you know, every week you will not just be listening to me uh, talk, even though sometimes you will. Um, I'll be bringing on guests. And the main objective when I bring on a guest is to ask that guest, what's your labor of love? I truly believe that we all have some labor that we do in love. Now, I happen to be fortunate and blessed enough that my labor of love is also how I generate income. Uh, but for some people, it's not that. They have something that they do and they don't necessarily make money doing it, but they are laboring in love for the greater good of their community, for humanity, for their family. And I want to highlight those people. I have an awesome network of people. Some are in the mental health and trauma realm, some are not. And I want them to have exposure to, or people to have exposure to them in the many things that they do. Um, so, you know, as far as introductions go, I think this is a good start. Um, I am hoping that as time passes, people feel free to reach out and say, can you talk about this? As a matter of fact, I've already had several people reach out to me based on my Therapy Thursday videos and say, hey, can you do a video on that? And I haven't forgotten those people, but what I found is the topics that they were requesting were so in-depth that I didn't feel that a short video could do it justice. So that is where I'm going to bring some of that stuff um, to the podcast. Some of those topics included, can you talk about racial trauma? Absolutely, I can. Can you talk about trauma and how it intersects with gender equality? Absolutely, I can. Can you talk about sexual childhood sexual abuse in families, incest and in those things? Absolutely. These are things that we will be talking about on the Labors of Love podcast because I feel like if not now, then when? If not me, then who? You know, I'm sure there are different people out there, you know, doing similar work. And what one of the taglines for my business is the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. So if you have another podcast that you listen to about trauma, this doesn't mean stop listening to that one and start listening to this one. There is an abundance of information out there and tons of people who are hurting. So I'm just hoping to be one of the laborers who love to help people move from coping to healing. That's what I do. We've coped with things for so long. You know, we know how to get up and go to work and maintain our relationships the best we can. We've coped with all of the disappointments and hurts and ails and trauma that we've experienced. But we get frustrated when they keep coming back up or we keep repeating cycles. And that's because we've been coping, but we haven't been healing. And so I am here to help people move from coping to healing. So I genuinely appreciate those who have listened to this first episode. Uh, if you want more information about me and my work, please uh, visit my website, www.thelaborsoflove.com. 
We're on all the social media outlets. We got our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. Don't forget to rate and subscribe this podcast. Um, You know, let people know that we are out here. Give us that five-star rating. Um, Give me the five-star rating anyway. And then if there's something you think I can improve on, send me a message on the side. But let's get that five-star rating. Let's get get those reviews out there. Um, Because while this is my labor and love, I know I don't labor uh, labor alone. And so until we connect again, you all be well.